You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And good Saturday morning and a happy National Cat Day. Whose idea was that? <laughs> well, my relationship with cats, uh, we kind of tolerate each other. I guess that's how you best way to put it. Hey, want to wish good luck to our Bayou Wild TV Cajun Invasion group that is up in Arkansas and Stuttgart, and although it may be a rainy Stuttgart, Arkansas this morning for the early opening of Speckle Belly Goose season. I'll be joining a little bit later today and making that hunt with Duck Down Goose Guys tomorrow morning. We're filming a, an episode for a future TV show showing you the uh, the early speckle belly goose hunting. Boy, it's phenomenal. You know, it's the first time that they've been introduced to shotguns, and uh, it's it's last year's was a big, big success. We'll talk more about that later. Well, you know, that brings up an interesting question. Can you trust online hunting guides? I've got the story of one who duped 59, count them, 59 trusting hunters. And while we're on the subject of lawbreakers, well, we're going to update that case. Uh, those two Ohio walleye tournament cheaters, we'll give you the latest on uh, the advancement of that case. Also, we've got uh, two men that were busted for illegal deer hunting at Belchase Naval Air Station. They're this week's bad boys of the outdoors. Got that story coming for you. Two interesting articles are now posted up on my website. One is about a new, some new research in Tennessee that supports waterfowl shortstopping practices. And there's some unintended negative impacts to hunting, even up there in the flyway. It's called Connecting the Dots. You need to check it out. The other is uh, entitled um, Diversion Project is Too Big a Risk. Written by Quinn Hilliard, it appeared in the Washington Examiner and the Advocate. Uh, it's cautioning us to take a deeper look into the Mid-Barataria Sediment Project. In light of the recent Army Corps of Engineers environmental impact statement, pretty ugly picture of some impacts it could do to coastal Louisiana and also explores some of the alternatives that we might consider. You can find those articles at Don theoutdoorsguy.com. We've also got our staff of field reporters lined up across the coast to tell you where they've been fishing, where they're going fishing, and maybe how you can put that information to good use for yourself. We also welcome you to use our text line, which is 504-260-1870, your comments, your questions. I've got a question for you this week. What is your favorite fillet knife and sharpening system? We started this last week, and we had a few responses, so we wanted to extend it into this week. Tell us, and uh, we'll share that information and maybe help you choose the right one for you. We'll find out what the pros use. We'll ask each of our field reporters, too. Again, that number to text us, your reports, your comments, your questions, 504-260-1870. Coastal Marine forecast today, well, they're <laughs> calling for 70% chance of rain. I've been watching the radar, and there's a line of thunderstorms and showers along the Gulf South of uh, Lake Charles, moves all the way up the Texas-Louisiana state line into Arkansas, where our goose hunters are. There's also a little storm that's been about 100 miles off the coast south of, uh, I'd say, due south of New Orleans, kind of moving a little bit to the east. 
and then no rain to the east until you get to the Alabama-Florida um, state line. So it's kind of strange, but they're calling for pop-up storms mostly today, partly cloudy tomorrow. Winds will be out of the southeast. There is a small craft advisory for the Gulf, 15 to 20 miles an hour, 3 to 5-foot seas. On the inside, the southeast winds 10 to 15. There will be a light chop. Good tide range, 1.7. And, boy, I don't know if I can recall when the Mississippi River was this low, 1.7 and holding steady. We're back with Robbie Campo to kick off our fishing reports next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right interested in finding out some good fishing info and intel we got it for you let's go to shell beach to campos marina and say good morning to robbie campo hey robbie how you doing this morning well good morning don how you doing on this wonderful saturday morning it's nice and calm here in Shell Beach. Uh, I, you know, I looked at the radar this morning, and I see, you know, um, you know, some squalls way out in the Gulf, and I seen some, you know, that's above, uh, oh, looks like Baton Rouge, I guess, going up. But I, you know, there's one little thin line like coming coming our way. But I tell you, you know, that could blow up, and they're saying 60 to 80 percent chance of rain today. But I don't see it right now. I'll tell you the truth. So it's a beautiful Saturday morning. Um, catching fish here within five mile radius of this whole place standing here. 
uh, I tell you, this is just a phenomenal week of fishing. We got good tide range, and we got plenty of live shrimp. And no reason for you to stay home. Um, I would bring the rain. I would bring the rain gear just in case. But I tell you, you're missing out on some good fishing if you don't come today. Yeah, and tomorrow should be even better. Uh, 1.7 on that tide. I'm looking at it, and, and right about now is high tide by you, and it's going to be falling all the way to 5 o'clock this evening. So if you like to fish a, a falling tide, you know, get at the mouth of some of those little marsh cuts, and when that water's running out of there, it could be some really good action today. Well, yeah, I think uh, over on that eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne, um, you know, down from from Shell Beach here, LaBeouf Cut, um, actually pretty much from uh, anywhere from going with Proctor's all the way around, uh, with the direction the wind's out of, because it's kind of south-southeast right now. But it's hardly, I mean, if it's blowing a mile an hour, it's blowing plenty. Um, you know, so, I mean, you go out there, you catch, I know you're going to catch some fish today. Uh, I caught fish here yesterday. They caught fish right here in the ship channel, uh, all the way up to the wall at Shell Met, um, you know, down to the dam. On the other side of the dam, they caught some beautiful trout over in Hopedale Lagoon area, um, Hopedale Lagoon, Lake Amita. Uh, Rosita, uh, Bayou back there, um, Grand Lagoon, Petan Lagoon. These places are turned on. Any place that you want to fish in the fall, uh, you know, now is the time. So, I mean, you, no sense in staying home. Come on down. We've got plenty of live shrimp. The bait tanks are stocked up, and we're just waiting on the people to get here. Yep, and if that system does move, it looks like you got several hours, plenty of time to get in a couple hours of fishing before that rain comes, if it even makes it. It's kind of a weird-looking system. Robbie, we're talking about uh, fish-cleaning knives, and there has been a load of fish cleaned down at Shell Beach. What do you see and what do you personally like in terms of a knife and also a sharpener? Well, I tell you, uh, Don, I, <laughs> I, I like the American Angler for electric knife. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, the char captains uh, use the American Angler. And that seems to be a pretty good knife. Me personally, um, for cleaning redfish or sheephead, I like to use the, the nine-inch uh, Dexter Russell uh, serrated blade knife. Got to be very careful with that knife. That knife will slice you open. I mean, it, you've got to be very, very careful with these things. <laughs> They're very sharp. But um, as far as a knife sharpener goes, uh, you know, um, I just use that little thing that you just, you know, uh, from using a regular fillet knife. You know, a little. You know, you just rake it across the top of the. Uh, I, I don't even know what the hell they they call it. A stone. You just rake it across the top. No, no, it's not a stone. But I, but my dad uses a stone. My dad likes a stone. He, you know, he likes so you pour a little water on, and he'll sit there with that stone and back and forth. I don't have that kind of time. I, you know, so I I use that little thing with the handle. You know, you just rake it across the top once or twice, and it's. It's oh, done, I think you know? that's a Lansky, I think, makes one of those. Yeah, it's like a little, a little cross. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's it. But I couldn't think of the name of it. But that's what I use, you know, because I just don't have the time to sit there to go and, and, uh, and you know, with a stone. that You know, that's old school stuff, you know, and I just don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that stuff. So, uh, but my dad can show up on a knife where you can shave with it with that thing. You know, that <laughs> well, I, we know where he got that from, your grandpa. Oh, Blackie yeah. oh, was yeah. the master yeah. with that oh, knife. Ab- absolutely. I have seen him do it many, many times but um but and I can sharpen it with a stone. I just don't like to. I just use I just use whatever's quick and easy, you know. I'm I'm 
kind of like go with new age stuff, you know what I mean? So just just rake it across and get it done. So I can go back to cleaning fish. But, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, that I like the Dexter Russell knife for, for uh, cleaning. The bubble blades are nice, uh, are really, really nice knife. Uh, it just, it just, it's just whatever you like, you know what I mean? Most people, I got people that use nothing but the piranha electric knife, you know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. me, me personally, I like the uh, Dexter Russell and the um, American Angler. Yeah, I like the Rapala because it's it's uh it, although well it's got two different interchangeable blades, one's a little longer than the other, but both of them are very flexible. You get a good bend like you do on a conventional fillet knife, but it's got the electric to make it smooth and easy. So that's my choice. Absolutely, uh, Robbie. Well, um, shrimp. If somebody wants to come down there and make a buy on some shrimp, man, shrimping has been good. The prices are up. Are there any places down there where they could stop and? buy from the boat or along the roadside in Shell Beach? They're doing a seafood market. Uh, I don't know if it's this. I think it's this weekend. Uh, today, maybe. Um, they're doing a seafood market down in um, down in Hopedale uh, by Mr. Brad Robbins' place. I think it's today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's either this weekend or next weekend. But, yeah, there's, there's several boats coming in and out of this place every day. You can stop at any one of these shrimp docks. And they'd be glad to sell you some shrimp right off the, you know, right off the dock there. So that's not a problem. The only thing is, we're not seeing the 1620s and the 2125s that we were seeing two weeks ago. So those shrimp have done moved offshore. Um, if you want to try to find some bigger shrimp like that, you're probably going to have to go down to either Venice, you know, you, you know, travel down to Venice to go, see, you know, get some those shrimp because those shrimp have moved out. Um, and most of the people around here that's pushing, you know, skimming or tr- shrimping around here is catching 2630s, 3135s, which is still a very good shrimp. That's a good it's shrimp. All around yes, shrimp. Yeah, that's a good, it's an all-around shrimp for for frying, for, you know, for putting in uh, gumbos or whatever. Um, but, yeah, you could come down here and come pick up whatever you wanted any day you wanted. So you Yeah, know, I've been to that like little that market they set up. Yeah, they set it up down there in Hopedale. I've been to it. I don't know if it's this weekend. Maybe somebody listening can shoot me a text at uh, 504-260-187 and let me know. Or if you find out, just shoot me a text later on, Rob. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, but I, I, I really I thought, because uh, Captain George Ricks told me it was, you know, he was, he was going to be at that seafood market, and I think it was going to be this weekend. But I'll find out for sure, and I'll give you, uh, I'll, I'll text you and let you know. All right. Thank you for the report, Robbie. Appreciate it. Okay, buddy. Talk to you next Saturday. Bye-bye. All right. And if you are headed down that way, I'd bring an ice chest because, boy, you can make a really good buy on shrimp right now. They're very plentiful, and the price is about as low as they've been in many years. All right. We come back after this. Going to get to your text messages. And we got Jeff Brule with our freshwater bass fishing report. It's all next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And the big bass boss, Jeff Brule, will be joining us. His reports are brought to you by Pure Fishing. You know, Pure Fishing reminds us that abrasion is the number one concern for anglers. And there are many, many obstacles that get between us and our fish. Don't let it get between you. Get DuraBrade, fishing line, a product of Pure Fishing. Jeff, good morning. Uh, How is this lack of rain? Boy, I mean, things are dry affecting that Pearl River. You know, we usually talk about it. You know, they control it up there around Jackson, and it gets high and dirty and all that kind of stuff. What, what's going on over there now? Uh, the water levels are rock bottom, and the river is very pretty. Uh, more importantly, I went, had a great trip a couple of weeks ago, and uh, not a lot of big numbers of fish, but some nice two- to three-pound fish. Uh, it's been a while since I've caught them like that over there with all the muddy water. But we use pit bosses and some Berkeley jigs with power bait trailers, around the drains and in the deep bends, you'd fish some of those banks and you'd find a fish. That, it was just funny, though, but the feeding time was kind of the most important thing. Cause we, we're catching a few here, small ones there, but we had about a 45-minute window where we really caught the nice fish, and then after that, it kind of waned off again. But reports are good for you know, all these coastal rivers because of the lack of rain. And the water level's low, the water's clarity's increased, and the cooler nights are starting to trigger some of the better bites and trips. I imagine this is a good time to make some notes on drop-offs and structure underwater that normally you don't get a chance to see. Yeah, especially some of these reservoirs like Kalita Bend, Rayburn, all that area over that part of the state uh, and then towards Texas and you know, even some up in Alabama that had had a lot of rain this year in the fall. So the water levels are extremely low. I mean, in, in fact, some of them you just see the channels going back to the, to the back part of the lakes. So that's where you, you're right. You just start marking stumps and seeing where they got the best cover. Because when it rises up again after some rain, you're going to be able to go back there and fish that. But it's just a you know challenge finding some of these spots. Basically, you have to kind of divide these lakes into two parts, shallow and deep. There's going to be some creek arms, say, that still have enough water in it that you can get back into them, and that's your shallow water areas. When you fish that, you often look for birds, you know, the white birds or maybe a crane. They kind of signal that they got some shad or bait in the area. That's where you throw crankbaits and big baited, bladed spinner baits. And then after that, you might try like a soft jerk shad or slow moving baits. And if you're going deep in these other parts of the lake, uh, you need a good set of electronics. That helps a lot. And then the guys are catching on, say, jigging spoons and big jigs um, in places like near dams or deep creek channels. And, um, have you ever fished for bass with a jigging spoon before? No, I have not. I have done that fishing for salmon in Alaska. It's very effective, but I've never given it a try in, in, in Louisiana or anywhere, really, for bass. How do you do it? Well, you just need pretty much your longer poles are better. You know, you seven, seven and a half foot. You want medium heavy action with some stout fluorocarbon line on it. That's usually a good setup. Most time, it's really not a casting technique. It's more just dropping it straight over the side of the boat. You're fishing in anywhere from 15 to 30 foot of water around Louisiana. Some places you can do it a little bit deeper, but 
you just, uh, you know, with the big treble hooks on those casting spoons, you don't want to hang up, so you don't want to use those casts. You just want to drop it straight down. You add a swivel to your setup somewhere, either up above the line or on the spoon, and just pop it up and kind of feel it back down because a lot of times when it goes back down, that's when the bite's going to occur. You, you know, you make a big jerk, and all of a sudden your line doesn't go back taut with the spoon. Most time a fish just hit it. But, again, those guys are electronics. They video game fishing, these deep fish, and they find the schools and drop those spoons down on them. Sometimes they can catch some pretty good stringers doing that. I like that term, video game fishing. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. Jeff, uh, down in Venice, uh, boy, we got a 1.7 on the New Orleans gauge for the Mississippi River. A friend of mine sent me a, fi- a photo of six different species he caught in the same spot. Bass, hybrid stripers, uh, caught some a mess of catfish, specks, reds. This should be a good time to get down there for a mixed catch. Yeah, the bass reports are pretty good down there. They just no size to them. Most of the guys that are fishing, these, say, a club tournament over the weekend, they said everybody has about seven or eight pounds, five fish, and reported catching you know, 30 to 40 fish during the day. But yeah, it's, it's kind of rare to get over a 10-pound stringer down there, which is a few years ago that was wouldn't got you anywhere. You just catching some 15-pound stringers. But I, I think maybe the storms kind of hurt some of the big fish population, just made them a little bit harder to find more scattered but even you know around the Venice Cypress Cove Marinas they're catching bass there Apaches Colette and then you go on down river they, they're doing well down there but just it's just a numbers game it's not really a big fish. Jeff before you go uh, I know you're a big catch and release guy but on occasion you're catching grease guy what's your choice on a fillet knife and a sharpener? Well, I grew up with a Rapala the wood handle knife like you said, it's got that bend to it. You can get along that backbone real well with that. And uh, when I was younger, my dad's job was on the farm to uh, ch- change bulls to steers, and my job was to sharpen his knife, so I learned to sharpen on stones. <laughs> but the, the work sharp sharpener is pretty good now. I, I like it. It's just quick and easy. But if you can learn to do a couple different levels of stones and learn how to sharpen like that, you can keep Knives, razor sharp. Yeah, I have a work sharp, but I I can't place it right now. I loaned it to somebody, and it never came back. It's been missing for about two years. Maybe it'll show up, but uh, that's a good product, and it, it makes it really easy. Yes, yes. and But, uh, you know, serrated knives for redfish, and the rest of the time just a good old polyp on the bass and duck trout. Got it. Jeff, thanks so much, my friend. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend, and we'll catch up with you next time. Thanks, Don. All right, there he goes, Jeff Brule, our freshwater and bass fishing field reporter. Coming back after this, going to get to some of your text messages. Your favorite knife and sharpening system, 504-260-1870. Also, your reports, comments, and questions, they're all welcome right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Those of you who are tuned in last week, I heard my my grandnephew, Drew Dubuque, was with me here. He co-hosted the show, and we left and headed over to Alabama, over by Fairhope, to property that Auburn University operates as an agricultural experimental station, and the Alabama Wildlife Department uh, takes it over, and they do lottery hunts, and we got picked to go. And I I tell you, it was great weather, and I can't say enough good things about Alabama's Wildlife Department for putting that on. Uh, We pulled up, and they had the grill going. They had hot dogs and chips and drinks for the kids. They had a little gun safety demonstration. And then they let all every kid and every adult got to shoot on the uh, 
clay trap thrower. And then after lunch, they uh, get brought everybody out into a peanut field, which had been harvested about two weeks ago. And I got to tell you, it was some steady action all afternoon. Uh, we brought home a little pile of doves, and they are destined to become some uh, pepper poppers, dove pepper poppers, using those poblano peppers. So, again, thanks to the Alabama Department of Wildlife. They put on an awful lot of lottery hunts, and if you just go on their website, you can find out all the details. This was a special youth hunt, and a lot of them you have to have youth, but the adult can also shoot too. Had a lot of fun dove hunting. All right, tomorrow is going to be speckle belly goose hunting. We'll talk more about that. Also get to some of your text messages. But first, we've got to pause just 10 quick seconds to let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. One of the questions we're asking today are knives. We all use fillet knives to clean our fish. What is your favorite, and what is your favorite way to sharpen it? Uh, Here's one that says, I like my Silver Stag deer meat for dinner fillet knife paired with my Work Sharp sharpener. And we got a, that's from uh, Lafayette area, then I think, and then we've got a, a Baton Rouge area caller. We don't please give us give us your first name. We don't need your last name, but your first name, so you know when we're talking about you. Uh, Electric America angler for the trout and the bass. Uh, the serrated that's the I guess that's the Dexter Russell, like Robbie was talking about. The text didn't come out clear. For redfish, uh, also likes that work sharp. It's the best knife sharpening system. Uh, Big man bassin also likes that. Workshop belt sharpener. And let's see, we got the river rat headed to Alabama today with his big rig. Be careful on the roadway. James and Hammond, he likes a good Rapala filet knife and a good two-sided Arkansas oil stone medium and fine. Man knows what he likes. Uh, here's one that's, uh, Don, I used the Bubba Blade, the 9-inch tapered flex. However, the Bubba Blade electric knife I use the most for my fish cleaning. All the best. And here's another vote cast for the Bubba Filet Knife and the Warthog Knife Sharpening System. And we've got a listener wishing good luck to all the youth and honorably discharged deer hunters in Area 4. That's right. Area 4 today uh, has a special hunt for veterans, honorably discharged veterans and youth. So good luck. Get out there and uh, get you some venison. And here's one says, planted the food plots this week and hoping for a little rain on southeast Mississippi. I think I even saw a few tumbleweeds blowing when I was putting out the seeds. Best of luck to all the sportsmen. Uh, Keep up the great work. Smokey. Yeah, Smokey, you and a lot of the folks have been doing a rain dance. And it looks like Arkansas, where I'm headed, is getting it. Uh, West Louisiana is getting it. North Louisiana, out in the Gulf. Uh, not in uh, southeast Louisiana just yet or southeast Mississippi, but, boy, I know those food plots sure do need it. And let's see, we got um, the worm. He's headed to Tuscaloosa to get some groceries, retrieve a load of groceries. Okay, <laughs> have a safe trip, worm. All right, 504-260-1870. Uh, here's another one. says, uh, it's David listening to us in Alabama. Favorite filet knife, the Wustoff, 7-inch classic icon in their 5-inch classic icon sharp with the workshop sharpener. Yeah, I think that workshop has, has got them all beat as far as a sharpening system. 
But you can get a good good edge with a stone or any of those other quick uh, sharpening devices. All right, we'll continue to take your text messages, 504-260-1870. We come back. we got a fishing report, and I'm going to tell you about those, uh, those stories that are posted on my website, one about the diversion project and the other, furthermore proving that short-stopping of ducks is going on. Some research in Tennessee. Tell you about it after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. Hey, Jeff in Baton Rouge, I love that for next week's question. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. I mentioned uh, when we started the show that I posted a couple of stories on my webpage, which is DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. And I invite you to read these two articles that were written. One is uh, by Quinn Hillier, who is a Louisiana native. He writes for the Washington Examiner. And basically he has come to realize, particularly in light of this last Army Corps of Engineers environmental impact statement with regard to the Mississippi River Barataria uh, diversion project, that sediment diversion. Uh, there are 16 categories, and almost all of them have some negative and moderate, and some cases permanent negative effects. Uh, they talk about other ways that uh, they can restore the coast without spending a huge $2 billion for what. A lot of people say is is very little return. So anyway, I invite you to read that, and if you get a chance, check out the uh, environmental impact statement that was published by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. It is not looking good in favor of the Mid-Barataria Sediment Diversion Project. And they've said all along that as they get into it, they may be able to take different tracks and change uh, as the situation changes. But that estimation, that evaluation done by the Army Corps of Engineers is not good for that project. The other story is called Connecting the Dots. And if you're a duck hunter, you're going to be interested to read this. Uh, you know, with duck season fast approaching, we got good news and bad news for Louisiana. Good news is there's not a lot of water up north of here. Now, there's some places that artificially pump water. They're going to reap the harvest. But the Mississippi Valley is very, very dry. We've got a lot of water in our coast. So you would think that this is going to bring a lot of birds down. But the bad news is the breeding population is the lowest it's been in 20 years. And other bad news is is what this story that is on my website now is reflecting. Uh, the, the Tennessee did some research, and they took 500 male and female mallards and put GPS transmitter on them for the last three years. It provided nearly 1.5 million locations, and the purpose of this was to try to understand their movement with respect to refuges, weather, hunting pressure, and food. They caught the ducks in West Tennessee in the winter. They watched them migrate north and then returned back in the fall. Those that survived the breeding season, 60% went back to the Mid-South, Many of them came right back to West Tennessee where they were banded. And the mallards rarely left West Tennessee once they got there. Only a handful crossed into Missouri and Arkansas. And here's an impressive number. Only less than 5% went any further south than Memphis, Tennessee. Now, they also found that they spent 75% of their time during the day on refuges in December. Uh, they that decreased to about 40% in January on colder days, and more water, less food forced them to move off the refuge a little more often. 
Uh, furthermore, those flooded cornfields on private land were not really used until January. The ducks flew back and forth from food to safe areas and only used hunted areas at dawn, dusk, and night. They are very, very wise. Uh, they also found that 70% of the mallards used only one refuge. They, they never left. And they also found that by disturbing those refuges, it really doesn't increase duck movement. But I think the, the biggest thing that I came away with from reading this article was the fact that a mallard travels thousands of miles during migration, but their winter, they spend the entire winter in West Tennessee on a handful of property no bigger range than what a turkey or a white-tailed deer might be. And if that's not evidence of short-stopping, I don't know what it is, but I invite you to read this. This, this article, Connecting the Dots, first appeared in Tennessee Wildlife. Uh, it just, just came out this fall, and it uh, really opens up your eyes and with the research. It was done by uh, Tennessee Tech in cooperation with the Tennessee uh, Wildlife uh, Department. Anyway, interesting reading. You'll find it at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. All right, let's see. We've got uh, some text messages. We've got some answers on the favorite knife and sharpener. Uh, this one says it's the backstrap stacker. He likes a Rapala. He's become a big fan of the Bubba electric knife. Best sharpener is the handheld, where you pull the blade through the rollers. We really need this rain in Clark County, Alabama. Bad. Yeah, so many people do that have food plots at stake. All right, got a lot more texts. We'll try to get to these a little bit later on after the top of the hour. Continue to tell us about your favorite filet knife. Do you go electric? Do you use manual? And what's your favorite sharpener? 504-260-1870. Also going to tell you about a, the update on those two guys that were caught cheating in a walleye tournament in Ohio, where they stand. Also got a guy, if you, if you look online and shop for hunting guides, be careful. There's some sleaze balls out there, and we'll tell you about another one of those. All right, coming back right after this is Daryl Carpenter. He gives us a fishing report down in the Grand Isle area. We'll check out how things are going on the island, get a weather report from him, and some stuff you need to know before you put your boat in the water. Back with Daryl right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, looking at the radar at the moment, uh, Grand Isle appears to be clear. There's a thin line of thunderstorms and some showers that started off on the Texas Louisiana line, it's moving north and east and uh, approaching pretty soon. We'll probably be in the Lafayette area, but that's a very, very thin line, and it probably won't last long if it passes over you. I think the wind is going to be more of a, a situation to deal with. Let's check with Darrell Carpenter to find out what's happening in the Grand Isle area. Darrell, good morning. What's going on down there? Uh, Don, I mean, it, I, trust me, I picked up everything yesterday expecting to listen to thunder all night long and wake up to rain this morning, but it's not. But, uh, it all just kind of went away with that sunshine. Um, don't believe the Grand Isle wind gauge, though. That wind gauge is somewhat protected from a south-southeast wind. Uh, I think I checked it earlier when I got up. I think it was saying five miles an hour. It's blowing at least 12, or if not a little bit better, out, out there. Um, hey, Darrell, wait a minute. Why would anybody install a wind gauge where it's protected from the wind? Well, I think I think it's one of those things where <laughs> – where it, the wind gauge outdates some of the buildings around it. Oh, um, I see. Okay. But but it uh, yeah, it's it's over there by the Coast Guard station with all that development they've had over there. There's some to the south southeast gets very protected. Um, 
but Don, I mean, look, earlier this week, I mean, this week started off a little bit rough on the island. Of course, we had those those wins and those little funnels. Um, but man, the fishing really picked up as the week went on, and it kind of calmed down, and the water cleaned up. Water's been staying remarkably clear for the weather we've been having. Um, the speckled trout, the redfish are starting to move in. Of course, flounder's closed right now, but I mean, there right. there were uh, there's been a there's been a you know a few flounders start showing up. Uh, of course, I guess that's just like the ducks, right? I mean, they show up after duck season's closed. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, it, it started out, it ended up being a pretty good week here on the island. I mean, we were getting, these fronts are making those shrimp starting to move. And uh, we're getting flocks of birds again. And, um, you know, this time of the year, you've got some throwbacks under the birds. But I've been fishing mostly birds and our current lines with those shrimp moving in it. And... There's been a whole lot of keeper fish in them. I mean, we're throwing back a significant number, but, you know, we're we're also catching a lot of those little small white trout mixed in with them. But there's been some good 14, 15-inch fish mixed in with these bird flocks. you just got to look for those current lines and those current points. And uh, that falling tide's been great. When the birds start going, hey, join right in with them. They're, they've been doing this longer than we have. Yeah, you're going to have a falling tide all day down there till well, about half a day till noon. It's going to be falling pretty hard at 1.7 range. Uh, is it too early yet to go into the marsh for trout, or are you finding some in there? No, that's where we're catching them, Don. We're catching all of our fish up in the marsh right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say anything from Leeville North is where we've had the majority of them. A couple of our guys, you had another fishing rodeo on Grand Isle last week. Um, a couple of our network folks were, were fishing the open bay. They did so because they were strictly rodeo fishing, you know, wanting that weight. There's still some fish left on the on the open water oyster reefs. They're should I say few and far between, but they're all they've all been nice sized fish. Uh, I don't know what they ended up doing in this little private rodeo, but they didn't have a whole lot of numbers, but they had a whole lot of what you'd call beach fish. I mean, you had a whole lot of those two pound trout mixed in with them. So there's still a few fish left down here. It's just this time of the year, like. Right now, I mean, the way that wind's blowing this morning, unless you've got something that's protected, you're not getting in that open water and doing any comfortable fishing anyway. And then it muddies it up real quick. Darrell, we're talking about uh, filet knife choice, and uh, you've cleaned an awful lot of fish down there at your, your place. What is your favorite as far as filet knives and sharpening systems? Look, I've used every brand out there, including just buying the $19 Walmart ones and know we're going to throw them away a week later. Uh, American Angler, hands down. Um, I, I have now been using American Angler for the last four or five years, and the only reason I had to buy a new one was because I, I screwed up, left it at the fish cleaning shed, and I went back an hour later, and somebody had them a new American Angler. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a good one. Now, um, as far as sharpening, what do you do on the sharpening end? I'm an old-fashioned guy, Don. I, uh, I, I'm Sometimes I use that Lansky set because it's got those guided stones, but I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you don't put it on a good old Arkansas whetstone, you're not getting a true edge on it. So it's it's stone sharpening for me. And look, on those big redfish, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about those serrated knives. I've never cut myself so bad as with those with those new Dexter Russells. Um, I use a straight blade, just a straight blade, regular fillet knife. I just do them like you do as if you were cleaning a deer. I stay away from the bones. I just fillet around. I'm not the fastest in the world. But I stay away from the bones and just fillet around the bones. Um, 
a tip if anybody if you if this is going to have anybody going by one of those Dexter Russell serrated knives because I know a lot of people like them. What I got to where I was doing when I was buying them is immediately out of the box. I grab a pair of pliers and break the tip off because the way that tip curls up, oh, that's what would always cut the heck out of me. Yeah, I have one, and uh, they can be very, very hazardous. But they're a good knife, but you know, they can be dangerous. Well, Darrell, thanks for the report. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and get in on some of this fall and wintertime fishing down there in the Grand Isle area, tell them how to do it. Uh, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Of course, we've got realscreamers.com, and your girl Kathy did her job. It, it went down earlier this week. Somebody tried to hack it, but it's back up and running. And uh, Or they can just pick up the phone and 225-937-6288. I'm have to check out that new realscreamers.com. Kathy does good work. I'm glad you got, got hooked up with her. Yes, sir. She was Johnny on the spot when somebody tried to mess with it. All right. See you next week. That's Daryl Carpenter. And we're back right after this. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.